You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Before we get to Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity, I want to get to a text here. 402-464-5685. This is building off of what we just talked about, and I was talking about you know, about winning and, and the this stuff. Chris says this, bad take. We care just as much about winning. We just realize now that firing coaches over and over again isn't what will get us wins. And, and Rico and I were kind of talking about that during the break, and it's it's not the, the firing coaches over and over again. It, that's not the part of it. It's the part of, of those coaches that you put in place, finding the right coach, the right fit. And then that's, that's part one. Part two is then that coach and that staff – being willing to make a change when necessary. That's that's what I'm saying. It's the hiring the wrong coaches because after Bo Pelini, hiring Mike Riley was mm-hmm. a mistake that yeah. surprised literally everyone. I'm sure even Mike Riley was like, really, you're going to take your yeah, you hiring you're me? hiring me? All right, whatever, dude, I'll take it. I'll, I'll do my best job, but I don't know about this. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying Scott Frost is the wrong coach right now, mm-hmm. but it, four years in, it's not looking great. Let's get let's go on to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We have Jacob Padilla on the line with us today, as we do every Tuesday. Jacob, how's it going? I'm doing all right. I'm excited about this game tonight. Yeah, it is a big one. But first, before we before we dive into Michigan a little bit, I want to talk about Indiana on Saturday because it was a game. <laughs> N- Nebraska Nebraska really struggled, especially from beyond the arc. They only got to the free throw line five times, if I can remember correctly. I mean, where where does Nebraska go from here? From here, what how do they fix their shooting woes? Yeah, well, uh, Fred Hoiberg got up on a ladder and put two basketballs through the hoop at the at the same time in practice on Sunday to demonstrate to the team that, that the hoop is probably bigger than you realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're already to the, the like psychological state of trying to figure out h- how to get them to make shots. Great start. Uh, so that's that's not you never want to have to go to uh, those kind of tricks, but. Um, Red Horberg is trying to find some way to get some confidence in these guys because, yeah, they won for 16 to start that game before they um, hit a few late after it didn't really matter. Um, so that that is a problem. They've uh, they've shot poorly in most of their games this year. I think they've got three games where they've cleared the 33% mark um, and everything else is 25% or below, basically. So that is not going to get it done with the makeup of this roster. And they have done a good job of getting into the paint, of getting the free throw line. That wasn't the case against Indiana, and that's something they're going to have to find a way to get back to. But, yeah, at a certain point, as they get into conference play here, the shots are just going to have to fall or they're going to struggle. It's going to be that simple. Like There's only so much with the makeup of this roster that they can do to manufacture points other ways. They're going to have to hit some shots. I guess with with that, I mean, I'm not saying it's necessarily time to hit the panic button, but when do you start um, looking primarily at other options in, in terms of ways of ways to score? Well, I don't know that you do have other options because you look at the roster mm-hmm. and um, Casey Tomonaga, C.J. Wiltshire, uh, I mean, Keanu Edwards hasn't really done much, but that's what he was supposed to be, Kobe Webster, like these guys, Latmayen, all those guys are three-point threats first. Like, that's what they were supposed to be when they were brought in. That's the reason Fred Hoberg went out and got all those guys. And 
when the shot's not falling, none of them really give you a whole lot else. So, I mean, you've, you've got to continue to, to hammer the, the pick and roll with uh, Verge and Bryce McGowan's with, with Derek Walker. You've got to keep giving Walker touches to see what he can do, kind of depending on the matchup. Um, you've got to run uh, at every opportunity. I think they need to do a better job of uh, off of stops, pushing the pace, really running the floor, trying to get easy points at the rim before the, the, the other teams can get their half-court defense set. That, that's another way where they can steal some points here and there because I, I, I feel like when he's, we've seen Bryce in the open court, we've seen Burge occasionally in the open court, we've seen some good plays from these guys, but uh, it seems like they haven't really made it an emphasis to get out and push the pace. There's a lot of kind of walking the ball up the floor, whether whoever gets the inbound or gets the outlet or whatever the case is. So that could be somewhere they go. Um, I think as Bryce continues to mature and kind of understands uh, what he needs to do at this level, he'll be able to give you a little bit more. He really struggled against Indiana, uh, only three of 14 from the field, one of five from three. Um, so that that's, He's a he's a young freshman, kind of that was his first taste of Big Ten basketball. So I think he'll be a source of offense moving forward. But ultimately, it's that there aren't a lot of other options with the way that this roster is put together. Talking about options on offense, I want to talk about options on defense. I know against NC State, Sebron was kind of doing whatever he wanted. At, you know, after Trey McGowan's went down, and he was your your probably your primary on ball defender, and, and against NC State, Sebron was kind of getting whatever he wanted. But as a team, they contained Trace Jackson Davis against Indiana. Is that kind of more of what they're going to go to? Is is more of a team defense, even against you know uh, a, a singular person, just because they don't have that one go to on ball defender? Yeah, and that's well, not just having not having the one go-to on-ball defender. It's they don't have a single uh, person that I'd say is probably above average, just lateral foot uh, speed-wise. Hmm. With Trey McGowan's injury, they had Bryce McGowan's on Sebron uh, C- C- a lot, and that did not go well. But C.J. Wilcher has pretty slow feet. Casey Tomanaga and Kobe Webster aren't particularly quick laterally. They don't really have a lot of options that can stay in front of guys. So it is going to have to be, you're going to have to funnel on the teams to the help. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're going to have to have that help side ready. And then the backside wing, they're going to have to drop to be able to rebound. They did a great job of one Derek Walker, not giving Trace Jackson Davis really deep seals. Mm-hmm. A lot of the shots were kind of over the top. And then when he did get uh, deep touches, there was all, almost always somebody there kind of harassing him. So I, I think that that is an area where this team can have success defensively, where they, they don't necessarily match up man-to-man against the likes of Jackson Davis and Hunter Dickinson and Kofi Coburn and guys like that. But if they can be – if they can really swarm the ball, if they can have guys going full effort, flying around, helping the helper, they can have some success that way because they've – They've been decent defensively, just overall in terms of the shot percentage they've given up. Um, they've forced some turnovers. They can be disruptive with some of their length and the, the way they play, but it's going to have to continue to be more disciplined the further they get into conference play because outside of just getting beat on the ball, that is the biggest weakness on this team defensively is discipline, is kind of being all on the same page and everybody – 
understanding what they need to do on a given possession. There's just a lot of kind of laziness at times. There's a lot of switching when it doesn't need to happen and where it doesn't really give you an advantage and creates confusion. That's the kind of stuff that they have to clean up because this is the way that they're going to have to defend. It is going to have to be five guys getting it done because they don't really have – I think Derek Walker's a pretty solid individual defender, but beyond him, I don't know if they have really any above-average one-on-one defenders on the team at this point. Uh, we're speaking to Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity, and I'm keeping it on the defensive side, You know, going with more of a team defensive style and, and harassing the ball. Uh, what are they going to do about rim protection? Because it doesn't seem like even when, even if they're doing a, a really good job of getting to the ball and surrounding people, it doesn't seem like they have that one person who can really go up and not not really block a shot, but just change the trajectory of somebody trying to take a shot at the rim. Yeah, some of that could potentially be just the growth of someone like Eduardo Andre into being a more uh, consistent role player off the bench. Uh, he he isn't blocking a ton of shots, but in, in his brief stretches, I, I thought uh, he's done a good job of playing vertical, of being in position. Derek Walker is actually blocking over a shot a game. Um, he, he's done a good job, but he is only a 6'8 center. So that, that's something that, where they're going to have to rely on being in the right position. But I, I think a guy like Andre offers you the most upside in that area just because of his length, wingspan, 7'4", 7'5" and he has done a good job of playing with verticality at times, he just has to get to the point where Hoiberg is going to him consistently. Because at this point, uh, it, it seems kind of on a game-by-game basis, like where he goes off the bench. Does Eduardo Andre play, or is it going to be Wilhelm Breidenbach? Those two play together. We saw Andre, even before he got ejected, wasn't in the rotation get against NC State, mm-hmm. who really only had one big and played four perimeter plays around him. Indiana, they had a two-big set, so Andre was the first big off the bench, and then Breidenbach came in and played a lot of four. So that's going to be a kind of matchup situation thing it looks like all season. If Andre can kind of progress this year and be more reliable, I think that could give you the, 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 the clearest path to a little bit more rim protection than what we've seen. We're speaking to Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity. A couple more before we have to let you go, Jacob. I want to go back to the backcourt. Um, what have your thoughts been on Alonzo Verge Jr. these last couple games? Because, I mean, obviously he, he had some criticism in the first couple games trying to find his role, started to turn a corner, and then on Saturday had a couple questionable shots in transition, pulled up for a three at the top of the key um, while, while Nebraska was down a couple possessions. I mean, what, what have been your overall thoughts on Alonzo Verge's performance uh, with the team a co- the last couple games? Yeah, I thought the first four minutes that he came in were really good to start the game. And then his second stint, after he sat down for a few minutes, was not nearly as good, and things were kind of all over the place from then on. And I'm seeing a lot of the same things with Verge that I saw last year with Teddy Allen, whereas that most of the time, that guy is the best option. And the guys around him aren't doing a whole lot, but in turn, that leads to that player trying to do too much and ultimately it it doesn't work out so verge was the only guy who scored in double figures uh against indiana the and you look at the roster i talked about kind of the makeup uh when guys aren't shooting kind of what else do they bring there aren't a lot of guys that can beat their man off the bounce on this team so ideally you'd like to play the the ball movement style where it's flying around guys are cutting you get an open looks that way, and that's definitely Hoiberg's preference to start with. 
But I thought Indiana was doing a good job of kind of blowing up some of their off-ball actions, and they didn't give Casey Tominaga many good looks, especially early in that game. Um, so it's a little bit of, I think, everybody else not doing a whole lot. So then Verge feels like, all right, I got to be the guy here. And that leads to him taking some bad shots and, and getting some turnovers. So it's going to, it's, it's going to be a, a, a deal where Hoiberg is going to have to find a way to get the most out of Verge and his ability to create while meshing that with kind of the overall team concept. And he's got to get more from the guys around Verge. Like Bryce can't go three for 14. If that's, if that happens again, then Nebraska is not winning. And they need guys to knock down some shots uh, when they get opportunities. You can't have Casey and CJ going two for nine from three. Because if that's going to happen, you're probably going to – you don't really have another option uh, besides Verge trying to create. So I, I think it, it wasn't good, but I don't necessarily know it's a case where, oh, simply you, you bench Verge and things get a lot better. Some, that, that's happened for stretches this year, but I don't know if that is uh, an option that you can really rely on once you get into the Big Ten where teams are really scouting you well and you've got the, the, the top-end athleticism that you're going to have to deal with. So it's, 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 <laughs> it's been really rocky so far, but obviously he's one of the most talented players on the team and you're going to need to use that talent. But it's gotta, he's got to handle it better than he has thus far as well. Last one before we let you go. I want to look forward here to tonight's matchup with Michigan. Obviously, they have Hunter Dickinson and Michigan coming in tonight. Dickinson's going to get his own. I mean, every single night he's he's going to get his his share of points and his share of uh, um, just just you know stuff down in the paint. But I want I kind of want to tie it in with somebody that on our text line said seventy eight point seven percent. That's what Derek Walker is shooting. Shouldn't Nebraska try to get Walker the ball more? So I ask you. Jacob, how does Nebraska go about containing um, Hunter Dickinson and, and just Michigan as a whole? What should their attack be tonight? Yeah, and part of the reason Walker's shooting that percentage is because he's really selective mm-hmm. with his shot attempts. So it's not simply a case, oh, he's shooting 80%. You should get him the ball every single time. Mm-hmm. That's not going to produce more points. <laughs> yeah. it's just Derek isn't a, a guy who's going to create a lot himself. That being said, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They have to keep him involved. They do have to look for him. And a couple of the turnovers were them trying to force him the ball on the roll to the rim and Indiana being ready for it. Um, And that'll, if that's the case, that's when you do have to make the skip pass. And then guys are going to have to hit shots to keep defenses honest. Um, So it's always going to come back to the shooting there, but they're going to have to try to try to draw um, uh Dickinson out there, try to get him involved in those ball screens, try to get him to defend in space. Um, I, I think I'm assuming that they're going to play some drop coverage there, um, which fortunately could lead to some of the, some more of the Alonzo Verge pull-up jumpers. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they're falling more than they have been recently. But, yeah, you're going to have to try to make Dickinson defend in space as best you can, create opportunities there, and then – Maybe you attack, draw Dickinson, and then that opens up Derek Walker for the putback. And that's, that, that can be a source of offense as well, where you draw the defender and then get it up on the glass and let your big guy go and crash. That's been an effective uh, uh, attack against Nebraska so far this season. But, yeah, it's going to have to be good decisions by the ball handlers. You're going to have to try to move the ball a little bit better than they, had, than they did against Indiana. Uh, but then eventually somebody is going to have to do something once they do have the ball. 
And um, that's where things kind of broke down against Indiana. All right, Jacob, appreciate the time as always. Good stuff there. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully uh, the shots start falling a little bit more and, and it'll be more exciting to talk about. Appreciate the time as always. All right, talk to you guys next week. That is Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Appreciate him uh, taking a couple minutes and talking some Husker hoops before Nebraska plays Michigan tonight at PBA. Let's take our final timeout. We will get you ready for D- uh, one-on-one with DP live from Barry's next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions, if you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers. See yourself here. 